They had found a few piles of bones and rotted clothes, but none of the devastation they had seen in other places. Both of them loved to sit on the porch and dream about the rocket. They had seen trains and boats, and even weather-beaten airplanes tethered on small-town runways. But there was only one rocket. Everything they needed was within walking distance of their house on the village green, the grocery, the hardware store, the drug store, the library. The library had a wonderful children's section full of picture books about fairies and magical kingdoms. Juan liked the art books with their color plates of fat, naked women, and landscapes full of live trees and animals and crowded cities where nobody was ever lonely. Lucy had already set aside some books she wanted to bring with them when they moved. She knew Juan would not approve. He never brought anything along. They had supper on the porch. The crow had not moved. When they were done, Lucy had an idea. She scraped the leftovers onto a paper plate and left them by the rocket. They watched the crow flutter out of the tree and peck at the garbage. A pet! Lucy was delighted. She let him touch her that night. Before, when there had been no touching, Juan used to tease her with the magazines from the drugstores. He wanted to know why she did not look like the women with big tits and tiny asses. She told him that she was alive and they were dead. Now she did not try to keep him away with angry words. She liked to feel him growing hard in her hand. When he felt her, the blood pounded in her head and almost made her forget how the bad daddy had hurt her. Almost. She still would not let Juan do the thing that the bad daddy had done. The stranger came the next day. She drove a flatbed truck with some kind of digging machine on it. She was wearing blue jeans, work boots, and a flannel shirt with the sleeves rolled up. Her hair was very thin, and it was streaked with gray. Lucy had never seen anyone with gray hair before. Maybe that was how she knew the stranger was crazy. The stranger did not roll her eyes or twitch or talk to ghosts. She parked next to the village green and walked around the rocket three times. She stared up at the crow. Then she sat down on the weeds and began to write on yellow paper. Juan and Lucy watched her all morning from behind the curtains of the front parlor. For years they had made believe that they were the last people in the world. They had tangled with a few other survivors, none recently. The roads were full of potholes now. The winters lasted ten months this far north. If she has a gun... Lucy closed her hand around the knife she had brought from the kitchen. The bad daddy had carried a gun and had locked them up after it had happened and had beat them when he was drunk. She pretended for Juan's sake that she was not scared. In time, the stranger got up and walked over to the grocery store. Let's go, said Lucy. They crossed the green to the stranger's truck. The cab smelled of old sweat and oil. There was a cardboard box of books and a tool chest with four drawers. 
The steering column was rusty, and the driver's side door was held shut with wire. There was no gun. Crazy. Lucy was no longer afraid. The stranger was old and alone. Lucy sat at the picnic table under the dead oak and waited for her to come back. The stranger was snacking from a can of lechoy chow mein noodles when she stepped onto the broken street. She did not seem surprised to see them. She walked slowly toward the picnic table. This your town? We live here. Since she was the eldest, Lucy had always spoken for them. I mean you no harm. All I want is the missile. Why? She shook her head. I know all about you, you know. Two seconds after I walked into the store. You live in the dead places.